Now it's a podcast. It's officially a podcast. Well, not until you've done your little... Uh... Blub, blub, blub. Fear mention and fet. Blub, blub, blub. Explore. Expel auf der Trompte. <laughs> blub, blub, blub. Im aquarium is fast lost. Blub, blub, blub. It's the failed rockstar club. was that? Blob Blob by Higa Schneider. Oh, okay. Is that German? I'd imagine so. Blob Blob Blob, wir machen eine Fate. We make... We make our fate? Yeah. Blob Blob party. Blub. Fate could be party. Ich spiel auf der Trumpet. I play the trumpet. Okay. Blob Blob Blob. Play blub. on my trumpet. Im aquarium ist fast lost. Mm, I lost it in the aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes, lost it in the aquarium. Higa Schneider. Did you look at the translation? No, I just know that song. Yeah, but you might have just been spouting like Nazi propaganda or something. Or uh, oh. I can't imagine blob 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 <laughs> would be a. That could be. Well, I don't want to. The say song is called blob blob. I think that's like a kids, a kids song. Oh, would be I'd my say, guess. I'd say it a bit too aggressive. Blob blob blob. We make a party. Blob blob blob. I play the trumpet. <laughs> blub, blub, blub. I lost it in the aquarium. <laughs> blub, blub, blub. Blub, blub, blub. It's the Vowed Rockstar Club. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> classic, that one. Stone Cold classic, that song. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Vowed Rockstar Club podcast. Podcast that talks to musicians about music, mental health, and their journey. In, I've said that. Music, mental, mental health, the journey music, and fashion. <laughs> I got, my, got myself back to front, twist, twisted. But you, you don't have to be a musician to listen to it, do you? No, it just talks to musicians. Or sometimes it doesn't. We yeah, were going to be a footballer today, weren't we? Oh, yeah. But he was only in reserve, so we <laughs> ditched him. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, we just mentioned that we are now sponsoring... Yeah, a football. A football. Well, yeah, just one individual player on a football team. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, week one of this season, he, he didn't play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which kind yeah. of seems... Seems about right. Yeah, it Seems about right. Yeah, but we will be we'll be giving regular updates mm. on his on his progress. The Stanway Stanway United? FC or something United FC. Yeah, we should I'm research sure. what the yeah. <laughs> what called. For one thing, we'll, uh, they're, we'll, not, they're definitely not Arsenal. Yeah, we'll do that on a future uh, yeah. podcast. But we are now sponsoring a football team. And we were going to get exciting. after the first game of the season. We were going to get him to talk about the game today, weren't we? Yeah. And also, he's also very good at music, and he loves his music as well. Yes, he's an excellent finger picker, which is why we were interested in him, right? Yeah, he's, he's finger. Well, he's the he's the lovely combination finger picking good. He's he's finger picking good. He's the lovely combination, a rare breed of fan of football and music. Yeah, actual music, actual footballer. Yeah. He's a wing back, isn't he? I think he plays full back. Yeah, yeah. But he's, yeah, well, he doesn't. He's in reserves. <laughs> he'd like to. Mm. He'd like to play full back. Yeah. But they're a good breed. When you find a man who likes football, or a person, mm-hmm. a woman, sexist, a woman too, who loves music and football, 
You're, you never, mm. You've never run out of things to talk about. Yeah, you cherish that person. Yeah, because... You never let them go. There's always something to talk about with them. Exactly. Look, you go to a pub of them, you can always talk. Oh, let's talk about the football. Oh. We'll finish that. Let's have a little talk about music. God, go back to football. Oh, game, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> Good game for United, wasn't it? Yeah, was it? They didn't play at the weekend. You when don't I go, even like football. When I go see United, I get very excited. Yep. When I go see Millwall, I know I'll see a good game of football. When I go and see Villa, I'll get stuck behind a concrete pillar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, Cher- Dean, his name is. Yeah. Cherish. If you ever find a Dean for yourself, you cherish that Dean. You spoil him rotten every chance you get. <laughs> yeah. Because he is a rare breed. Yeah. But uh, like, much like you, Steve. Yeah, I... You're in, you, you fall into that bracket. Oh, I That's quite why like, I've never let you go. I quite like football and I quite like music. Yeah. So there you go. Well, I'd say you... I'm more than quite like football yeah. music. I like I'd say, I'd say quite like is underselling it. Maybe, yeah. You, you, you like them. Yeah, I listen, I listen to the football today, actually. There you the go. Hey. Talk, the, talk the, sport. The, the big debate. What was the big debate? Oh, Tottenham having an absolute mare already. Oh, come on. Mm. One game of the season. Mourinho, innit? Was that... Was, was the Mourinho... Was that documentary a fake... Was it authentic? Um, have you seen any of it? No. No, me neither. Uh, so, James, I'd like to ask you, who are we, where are we, and how can you find we? So many questions. Mm. Who are we? Well, I'll, I know that one for sure. You're Steve, Stephen Bobby Hurdle, BA Honours. I'm Jez, Jeremy Peter Dixon. No BA Honours, but, you know, I did go to university yes. for a period of time. Yep. <laughs> but I the did, full period, I didn't did, you? No. Oh, you, not, you dropped out, did you? I dropped out... Uh, well, you went and just you, you sat the exams, and they told you that you'd sat the wrong. No, exams. that they were my second year exams. Oh, okay, to get to my last year, mm-hmm. I didn't get to my last. Did you tell year. your mum that you dropped out, or you just not tell her? Uh, no, I told her. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was asked to do it. It wasn't so much dropped out as uh, forced out. Asked to, asked to leave. <laughs> asked to leave. So I, t- I say dropped out, but I was more kicked out. I don't know which is worse. Mm. Kicked, probably. Yeah. It's not cool, is it, to be told that you're not welcome? No. Well, that was a bad time. Yeah, yeah. A lot of angst. I didn't know about that. I thought you sat all your exams and then they said... Yeah, you... I sat some of the wrong exams. That was part of the, yeah. part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. They're not your fault, is it? Because you... They... Well, I should have known what exams to take, shouldn't I? Until <laughs> <laughs> I've been to maths class. Maths, <laughs> huh? Oh, it was something to do with, like... Me- I was doing some poxy degree. It was media and film, and I took two media and, and one film I should have been the other way around or vice versa I don't like to talk about it to be honest no, it was weird. a dark period in my life but really? yeah like oh. I was all, never going in and I felt really guilty about it because sure. it was a lot of money yep a lot of my parents money and uh, yeah I was wasting it just fucking about and you like know what, it like spirals doesn't it because yeah. you, you miss a couple of lectures and then you you haven't done the work so you don't go into the mm. next one and before you know it you've missed Three weeks. And I have anxiety dreams about missing lectures, and I'm like, yeah. I wake up and I'm like, did I, did I literally not ever go to a subject? And I just, I just made this up, or mm. like, fucking it up, and like, not being going and like wondering how what the hell I was going to, how I'm going to black this. Yep. And then I wake up and I think, did I actually do that? I can't remember. It's so long ago now. I can't remember if I actually did not go to any classes of one of my courses. I imagine you missed some, mm. some lectures. I missed you... some lectures, obviously, but in my mind. I think I've missed literally every one of that subject. Right, in your dreams. You yeah. Well, yeah, then I think, did I do that? No. I don't know. Well, I got, well, a, degree, got a degree, so yeah. I couldn't have done it that. Famously, be honest. Yeah. Uh, what was the second part of the question? Where are we? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you where we are. We are in the back corner of Best Days Vintage. 
Yeah. Your favourite corner? Is it? No, is it your worst corner? Mm. I like this. I like the view of the sh- the shop. Looks really good from this back. Mm. Back the store, like the. Where is it in your top ten? The, the four corners. <laughs> I'm rating the, the corners. Oh. It's probably two. Second best corner. Yeah. Okay. What's your top corner? Have a window. Front. Window. Front. Yeah, window corner. Yeah. Good for yeah. nosing that, isn't it? People watching. It's yeah. got seats. Sit and have a coffee. Yeah. That's where you do most of your chatting. If you if you ever want to come to the shop, you can sit in Jez's favourite corner and have a coffee. Please do. That's I had some good chats yeah. today. You can check out his second favourite corner. <laughs> so that's where the magic happens. Yep. What's your second favourite crevice? <laughs> <laughs> Between that, the cheeks, <laughs> cheek to cheek. Okay, the Christopher. Yeah. You will <laughs> the, the third section. So that's where we are. We're in my second favourite corner in my first favourite shop. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, that's not true. I prefer Mr. Darcy's sweet shop. <laughs> if, um, if you're asking. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm third. TK Maxx is better. Okay. <laughs> no, not really. I love our shop. Yep. I think our shop's ace. Okay. Good. Uh, Bloody and that's, so. Yeah, and that's where we are. And uh, you can find us. This very shop that we're talking about is 40 Old Lane in, in Colchester, Essex. But you can also find us on, you know, bestdaysvintage.co.uk and on all the normal social media channels. Okay. Nice. Including TikTok. I actually, speaking of TikTok, you know our famous TikToker? That yep, Ella thingy. Yep. yep. She's, she's down on TikTok now. She says there's too much negativity on there. Oh. Yeah. She, well, she's going to leave it, is she? I think she's like not been very, she said she's not been active on there. Okay. It's harsh and a, harsh and a vibe. Well, there were, did you see like a, a guy killed himself like and filmed it like, and put it what? on t- TikTok? Oh, my God. Well, did he live, did he? Or did he fit clips I guess, I guess so. and then publish it after? <laughs> can't say that. Obviously not. I don't know who... I don't so know how that works. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I was just doing the rounds on the other day. Uh. There was loads of people on Facebook saying, don't go on TikTok, or don't let your kids go on TikTok, because there's... Oh, dearie me. Horrible, isn't it? It is horrible, that A, you want to do it, and then B, you're still craving that attention that as you're doing it, you want everyone to watch you do it. It's not even that's, a per- even that, even that's not a personal act. I don't know what what the, the sort of uh, what he why he was doing that motivation. Yeah, but so like, that was but to make that decision to, to end your own life is such a strong decision and such a sad decision and a personal decision to, and a hurtful decision as well mm-hmm. to then go. But tell you what, I film it. Yeah, live on TikTok with a filter. Here's the twist. Yeah. Yeah, but then there was loads of people, music on in the background. I didn't watch it, but there's loads of like then like reaction videos, like people come on and said, "I've just watched the suicide video, and this is this is me watching it." Yeah, <gasps> yeah. Oh fuck me! It's horrific, isn't it? There it's you enough, go. Enough so, I didn't want to bring off. the mood down. It's enough to put you off the whole thing, isn't it? A little bit. Mm. You think like why? Why does this exist? What What are the positives of it? Well, we've been singing the positives the last f- three weeks. Well, that's it. You have, to, you have to remind yourself of the positives because mm. you can always you get well, it's like stuck everything. in the Like everything, there's there's good and bad in, in the world, right? It's like yeah, you make a decision how you how you how you interact with it, yeah, and how you respond to it and how you deal with it. Yeah, that's that's your personal decision and how you kind of have that. You can think negatively on it or you can think positive yeah, on it. You bring you bring your whatever your mindset is to mm-hmm. to that to it. Yeah, brings you on to. In the news today, it's Monday. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. What day is it? 
Monday the 14th. Monday the September. 14th. And uh, anyone who listens to podcasts might listen to the Gossip Mongers podcast. Uh, they might. It's like a podcast that we love, like or we like. Yeah. I love more than you. I yeah, I like, you love. Yeah. I like it in small doses, um, you like it in big fat wedges. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a podcast where people, if you haven't heard of it, it's hosted by uh, David Earl. Earl. Who's kept from Joe Wilkinson. Kept from Derek. Joe Wilkinson, yeah. who's also who's also in Derek. And um, Poppy the Postman. Yeah. And Poppy, what's her last I don't know, I can't remember what her second name is, yeah. but they always call her Poppy the Postman. Yeah. Ringsted? Was it Ringsted? And, Sorry. yeah, she's basically been unceremoniously booed off the podcast after three yeah. seasons. And quite, well, according to her, anyway, she's saying that. What did they say? What did they say that she was, it was, it unfortunately, it come, come like too early. Too early in her career. After three seasons. Yeah. Just smells like bullshit, and it but all all gone through agents, agents and stuff and as well. Stuff, not yeah. even like not even personally having a conversation. And they hadn't in the three series that she'd done. They hadn't given her hadn't once given her, given her a bad yeah note. Yeah. Said like you need to improve this or whatever. Yeah. Not one thing. So yeah, it's max of. I mean, you, you have to kind of you have to take your wait till you've heard, heard yeah. their side of it, but because you never know what's truly going on. But on the face of it, it feels really. It's really sad because I love that. Those, yeah, whatever the situation it's sad because I love that, that relationship that chemistry between yeah. the three of them was what made it so good yeah and it it just makes me feel sad that you listen to something like that and you enjoy it and you kind of you're in, consumed by it but really and truly it's like everyone else there's money involved there's the me- the cutthroatness of the media and the industry even podcasts now are kind of like cutthroat like that and it just seems they seem out of character from their relationships, but then you make you slightly thinking, does that mean then that the relationships were just bullshit? Yeah, it's all faux, yeah. faux friendship, and that's just that, yeah. that's the kind of image that they're portraying within the. So podcast. next week you'll be seeing another similar, <laughs> another guy called Jaws. Jizz. Jizz Doxon. You do a good job. Yeah. He's always excited, that guy. Always, oh, yeah. Really, really loves it. Uh, but yeah, it just made me feel a bit sad. I mean, I, I wasn't going to talk about it, but then I just, well, I just. Makes yeah, you feel well, sad. On your mind, isn't it? Like that's what happens. Yeah. And I love David Earl as well. Like, I love these characters. Like giving me so much joy and love, and I just feel sad on him now. Like I don't know. And maybe they have got a reason. And he did. I did see on Twitter he put something about this is really it can be a vile place. So he's obviously getting loads of dogs abuse for it. Oh yeah, I bet. But I don't know whether or not they're going to make it a statement as well or. Or just let it go and just carry on. Yeah, well, but it feels like they, they didn't say anything before the podcast came out either because no one knew yeah. she had to say something. She just wasn't included anymore. Well, she was getting lots of questions. Lots of people were asking her on yeah. Twitter. And also, didn't they like? Haven't they like taken the rest of them off as well? Yeah, they've, they've deleted all the old episodes that yeah. she was in, which yeah. suggests something. I was obviously. I know it just seems weird. Yeah, just <sighs> comedians are a strange, oh, strange old bunch, aren't yeah. they? I want. I don't know. I really want. I want to like them, and I want to, you know, because I always feel they're kind of like the underdogs. Because it's, it's pretty much they weren't like the handsome devils, were they? Yeah, they're they're like fun, scruffy, funny-looking fellas. Yeah, they're really messed, but just quick. Certainly, the, the characters they play yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> on the kind of dregs of dregs yeah, of society. society. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, Jess, I want to ask you um, what your song of the week is, please. Okay, so this week I've chosen Tame Impala's. Uh, mini masterpiece Love Slash Paranoia okay which is uh, a song I listen to over and over again I love it and it feels appropriate because it's mostly the paranoia part of it yeah. rather than the love but kids being back at school and 
this the threat of COVID, the the paranoia of anybody getting a sniffle. And I last week had felt had a tight chest mm-hmm. and was feeling oh you know it was in my head. Like I got a message from someone who'd been in the shop saying, "Oh my kid's really ill. I'm going to get him tested for COVID." And once I read that. Then you start playing on your mind. It's in my head, and what was probably just a cold or you know bug was suddenly, I've definitely got COVID. And what you know, and it's how you then react. What's what's the right thing to do? Should at the first sign of anything, should I? Is it my responsibility to go and get tested, or can you do, more do you than wait? One symptom? Yeah, do you need one more more than one symptom? Do you need to wait a little bit and see what what happens? pans out like I didn't know what the right thing to do was and and this is that's like week one of yeah kids being back at school so this is before the kids have even got colds or whatever because you feel the responsibility for work as well don't you because yeah like, exactly we're not a big business no it's right. not like a big company that you can kind of have 40 people and like if you're off it doesn't really matter no it was like the whole thing with the I couldn't go on holiday yeah. because I would have had to miss it be off of work for a minimum of two three, and a half three weeks two and a half three weeks yeah. well we'd kind of come up with a compromise where I'd only go for like four or five days and then come back and so it would less than three weeks but still even that was like it's too much hmm. and so just how are we it's, how are we going to handle it because uh, you just know it's coming at some point right yeah it's inevitably like, I'd say imagine it's either going to be you or Freddie because you've both got kids well the odd, odds wise are yeah but I mean, like working in the shop as well. Like yeah. we're exposed to yeah. way more people after person coming in, and like yeah. you can do your thing with face masks and glove and hand washes and stuff. But ultimately, you're still coming into contact with lots of different people. Yeah, like they could, you know, because Frenchies are um, having a um, a mayor right now, aren't they? they? Are they are they spiking? Marseille is um, is hitting it hard again now. But they've gone to emergency procedures in hospitals and stuff because it's they they're coming. Not the, not so much the Paris side, but like the south of France is um yeah not looking not looking too Riddled. hot right now yeah and this is you know and what happened last time and then it suddenly it starts anything is like they must be more aware of it this time so they must know that they're gonna uh, be aware of it. they're prepared for it surely and like the signs well, come in they'll be able to kind of like better prepared you'd better, hope yeah. I think they're yeah they're they're going to be much quicker to lock down yeah. hot spots I guess yeah. yeah but yeah so that's <laughs> that's where my head at. but it, until there is a vaccine that's this going to I'm everyone's going to feel like that for yep for the foreseeable right that's true yeah have you have you had scares no but yet? when I, when we're during lockdown like you have a little sniffle or cold and you're like <gasps> your mind goes straight yeah. it's the new cancer but now I know that. It's coming into autumn. I always get colds in autumn, mm. and I think you can tell when, I, when it's a cold. It's, surely, you it's, can tell I suppose it's, it's knowing cold. your body to agree to a degree. Yeah, like I'm always sniffing and coughing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If your stomach goes, I'll be like, well, yeah. "What else is new?" Yeah, exactly. But this was because it was like my chest. I, yeah. I don't very often. Chest I get infection. colds all the time, but yeah. that whole breathing in and feeling tight chest and quite painful when I was breathing. Mm. I, I don't think I'd ever had that. So, like, I was like, "Oh no, this this isn't like a normal." No. But there you go, I didn't get tested, and then I got a message from the person who said their kid had got it, or has, was being tested, and that was negative, and suddenly I felt... You felt suddenly felt miraculously felt better? Well, I felt better anyway, but that was kind mm. of, made me put a spring in my step. Like, yeah. But you're yeah. worrying if you've got an STD. 
Yeah. We don't get tested. No. So, yeah. It's never personally. Oh, I feel better now. No chance of that. Yeah. Um, six first. Okay, yeah. My song of the week is Michael Jackson, Heal the World. An absolute belter. He's a clovey song, isn't it? Well, it's a strong message. Yeah. And you've only listened to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, was I didn't know where the rules were of Michael Jackson, but it's th- it was the message because we're the day after the extinction, the facts thing was on telly last night. Oh, yeah, did Assuming you watch that? you didn't watch it. I, I did watch a bit of it. I, I put it on for about 15 minutes and I was too sad. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, so I we, watched we, the whole we had thing. to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine to kind of. Yeah, you only watched 50, the first 15 minutes, yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. This is like, it really did my head in. I don't know how many people of you guys that listened to it or watched it on TV, I really recommend you should watch it because it's painful to watch, but I think it's really important to watch it. Um, just this state of what fucking yeah, humans do, like money, industry, money, yeah. and the world, the, how driven we are by money and what we'll do for money, basically, what we'll fuck up for money. Well, the only way I think we'll fix it is by making people making it financially viable to fix it for companies. It's the only way you could work because otherwise yep. they'll just continue to. And there's certain things I listened, to, watched about it that I thought were like eye-opening and quite sad. I.e., that we throw away forty percent of the food that was manufactured and produced, pro- manufactured but produced mm-hmm. because it doesn't look right mm-hmm. in supermarkets, and that's like so messed up for humans. And that's such an easy thing for us to be able to do is to say. It's a wonky carrot, fine. Like that demand that's driven by consumer behaviour, mm-hmm. fat, and but the fact is that we're wasting nearly fifty percent of the food that's, made, that's produced is just fucking ridiculous. When how overproducing we are of stuff and how we're ruining inhabitants and, uh, and the environment and people and habitats, and that the COVID thing as well. They'll say I don't know if you watched that bit about the COVID saying that a lot of these these viruses and there's loads more that are like hidden in the jungles and stuff with little it's like mammals and small mammals and that normally the kind of ecosystem keeps it under control because the bigger mammals are like feeding on the smaller mammals like mice rats bats mm-hmm. for example but because the habitats are being destroyed the bigger mammals are the first to go mm-hmm. and the little ones and the smaller things are like thriving um they're the ones that carry diseases. They're the ones that carry the diseases, and there's so many more that are around that are, are likely to come because we come into such close proximity now with these animals, like these food markets, for example. Um, and so it's our fault. And all of them, they link back to the animal transmission from animal to human because they're not. We're not meant to go into such close contact with some of these animals, but we are because of like the f- these like live food markets that are happening, particularly. Um, there you go. Um, there's loads of it as well that was like just fucking awful and there is hope as well Like, and also I hate to be like this like preaching vegetarian but the amount of meat that we consume as well like the, the meat farming as well is like really bad for like the environment and like the amount of like scrubland that's been created for like grazing cattle and like just destroying the rainforests and the inhabitants for grazing cattle for the beef consumption of Europe and China and then the it's driven by consumer demand, the, though. The gas that the cows produce as well yeah. is what's messing up the um, messing up atmosphere. Yeah, there's like sixty percent of like the population of something. Like I, I, I hate like saying it without knowing exactly the facts, but it's like these like mammals, these cows are like cattle, basically, are just such a huge part of like the the ecosystem now because we're over, they're being overbred. 
for human consumption. Yep. And so the simple things like eating less meat, because it all dry is all driven by consumer behaviour. And if consumer behaviour tra- changes, like the really good example they were talking about was um, the famous like At- David Attleborough with the mountain um, gorillas like in the like, four years. Oh ago. yeah, yeah. And they're talking about that and how it, they fixed that. Pro- they fixed. They solved that problem because the locals were basically like again destroying the, the habitat to graze cattle for food for production. But they went down to like. 445 left like mountain gorillas and they had to fix they, the government and like policy government policy and like communities kind of got involved and f- fixed it by creating a tourist attraction where the, half the money was going to the community rather than like outside interests mm-hmm. and almost like that it kind of fixed that problem they stopped creating like destroying more habitat to, because they were getting the money coming in for the community via, via tourism um, and it was like a policy, and like the policy and local communities working together, like governments and communities working together to fix that. And now there's like over a thousand of the gorillas forty years later because, yeah, because of that. And the tourism industry is booming, and I see them as being a commodity now for them to make <laughs> yeah. money on. But it's money again. It's always money, money, money to live, feed their families, and live. And yeah, it's like this weird balance between the two. It's like it's just, it's just so sad. Like humans, like. Ruining everything. Plague we really are a, a cancer on uh, <laughs> yeah. cancer on this planet, aren't we? That's what ultimately you, watch suffer, the... you see all the suffering animals at the beginning, wasn't it? As well, yeah. it was just awful to watch. Yeah, it. well, that, that yeah, that was. I know, it was so hard to watch, but you have to watch it. And I, yeah. It did my head in because I took it to the family group, and not one of my family was watching it. And like Slavka was like, kind of went down as like on her phone, like shopping or something, and I was like, fucking hell, you need to be watching this. It's really important to watch this. But it's like the the hiding, like not opening yourself up to watch it. I suppose yeah. like you guys did. You're like, I can't watch this. Yeah. Rather not know. But it's like, where do you do you need to? You need to not like we need to be forced to watch these sort of things to get shock us into making lifestyle changes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to preach like judge people. It's hard, but it feels who, like I mean, it's but important. yeah, who are the people that we need to watch it? And it's like they, the policy makers that in these yeah, government the, the only ones who can actually enact change are the yeah. are things are that, the heads of state and yeah. the there are things that we can do like everything's driven by consumer big, demand big business and if you if it's us as consumers if we made those changes like they were saying like look in your fridge and if you're like got your fridge full of like produce that's like from the other side of the world like fucking um what's it called um the green stuff you like guacamole yep Avocados. Avocados, that sort of stuff. Or, like, changing your shopping habits and your buying habits, buying more locally. Yep. Because it's like, there's those consumer demands. And the other thing they were saying is, like, soybeans, where they're feeding chickens with these soybeans to plump these chickens up for mass producing for the supermarkets in the West. Like, this huge sway of Brazil is just being fucking destroyed for growing crop for soybeans to ship to China and Europe to feed the chickens to feed chickens to feed the humans because humans, humans so need cheap chickens and it's like just you know again the preacher vegetarian but just even just humans like even cutting down a little bit on meat and just just pulling back the mind creates you know a mass scale like changing that and eating buying more local and buying local produce that is growing in, growing in this growing in this country Ooh, Brexit <laughs> You don't eat British beef, you hate this country. But it's like, 
helps. It's all it's all based on consumer demand. Money. Yeah. So there are things we can do, like looking after your areas and eat less dairy as well. Like I think I've always decided I'm going to. I love my cheese. I love you know, but I'm going to start by not by eating vegan butter. I feel like it's an easy kind of thing that won't mm-hmm. really change, but it'll help you know, just little things like that. I so, hate preaching over on, but it just feels like no, it's, so it's cool, important, right? you know, because there'll be people who don't know about this stuff. Yeah. And you should watch it. I mean, it's painful to watch and it's not an easy watch, but it's don't treat it, don't treat it like a leisure activity, treat it like an educational. Yeah, the only thing that gives me hope is that young, it feels like younger generations are aware of this stuff yeah. and are. Yeah, it's like it's a mix of the younger generations and the consumer demand and the people that make the policies. Mm. If they're like forced into it by consumer, the, the change, habits, the, the yeah. winds changing. Like we, yeah, we eat way less meat than we did even. Yeah, a year yeah, ago. I agree. Like we're well, you, your family. Yeah, yeah, oh. our family. And we're doing I, it a little I, bit, you know. Yeah, we're trying. We can, we can do better, but like we can all do better. I didn't even think that would. I, I was like, rocks like, like we're not going to buy mints anymore. We're going to we're going to only use vegetarian mints. Mm-hmm. And the first couple of times, I'm like it's not as good. And then you don't even notice it anymore. By the third time, you're like, just, why why didn't we do this years ago? And I find it hard to beat us up because we're so bloody brilliant. You know, we but we, <laughs> but we literally have a recycling clothing business. Yeah, you know, and the clothing industry is awful for the environment. The dying processes and clothing is like well, the, the water that it's, is it's, used. It's so things. fucking bad for the environment. So we, you know, we are doing our bit. Like these prime, these Primark lot, they're kind of walking past. They've got a lot to answer for, like as a kind of organisation when it comes to like the practices that they kind of do. And like, and it's not, and we're not, we're shifting our environmental blueprint from the UK to all these different foreign countries because of money and stuff. So it's not happening here, but we're responsible for these things happening just in different countries. Um, but yeah, we have like a, literally have a recycling company. We recycle clothing and we recycle, we work clothing. You know, it's we're doing our bit as a business, as an organisation. So it's hard Certainly to like, slack ourselves off, but we could, you know, we could all yeah, do everyone better. could do more. Yeah, yeah. And the whole world, and that's the thing. It's so frustrating. You feel like, you now you say about news, you feel really out of, you just feel powerless for it. It's so frustrating. Anything mm-hmm. is it? It's not enough because the world needs to change. And you feel you feel angry at other people like at this this other concept countries. of yeah. the general public yeah. who you th- in your head you picture them and they're all watching X Factor and stuffing their face with Domino's pizza and yeah. buying their clothes from Primark and yeah. it, you know yes there are some people like that but everyone's got their individual situation if that's all they've known yeah. that's kind of it's hard you know it's like this white middle class saviour complex as well yeah because yeah. to... I, I, I remember I remember sort of uh Having slagging off people shopping at Primark to a friend of mine, and she was like, "Well, you know, that, that's all they can afford. They, I'm sure they'd want to buy in, you know, some handmade, organically produced cotton t-shirts, but they they can't. They've got to do the best for their family, and so they buy the cheapest thing. There's some that do that, yep, and there's some that are just doing it because it's a convenience. It's like well, throwaway yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's that I wear that T-shirt on holiday once and just leave it there. Yeah, but that's why it's, it's dangerous to think of everyone as this. You can't. Well, you can't generalize. It's, it's complicated. Yeah, that's the problem. I just don't know what the fucking answer is. Really, he had like there's a big global climate, and like the senators were like denying it, climate deniers, change deniers, and just going, "Nah, you're just making it up. You're just over exaggerating." Like um, Republicans, Republican senators 
It's just, well, and traditionally it's, they are the baddies. It's just like, ah, uh, well, what are you going to do? I, mean, I know. Well, that's what I mean. That's why my big thing is always talking about whenever you feel that helplessness, just, just focus on your... Hmm. Well, I did. I, this morning I got up and I went out with my bin bag and I was picking up rubbish or around that's, that's the park where I, was, where I was with the dog and stuff. You're actively helping and you'll feel better. It's not enough, is it? But it's just... No, but it's never enough. You could. That's what you drive yourself it's so mad. It's fucking depressing no to think that if you've gone mad, these fucking species of like animals are going to be extinct in our lifetime in the next five, ten years. It's fucking things like hedgehogs. Yeah. Extinction. Of course, yeah. to extinction. They're yeah. like endangered. It's yeah. like hedgehogs. Yeah. Because of humans. Yeah. All, always because of humans. Yep. And also, what's so frustrating is that they say, oh, like people are arguing, saying it's a. Um, You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. It, uh, we can't afford to be thinking about this right now. We've got bigger things to worry about. But the irony is, is that everything is linked and... Yep. The, the, how much we fuck up the, the environment is totally linked to our, produ- our production, our production, how we produce things, how we manufacture things, the businesses, all that sort of stuff. It's all linked, and so everything we're doing, it has to be, it has to be relevant. But you can, you know, it's like everything's like Brexit. Yeah, people, you can deny it as much as you want. You know, you can, or you can talk about it until you're blue in the face. But you know, I said like my family, not one of my family answered, and that's including Matt and Ella, who are. Like you know, Ve- vegans. All this sort of big talk, you know, they didn't watch it, and it's just you know, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't have watched it. Maybe I should have <laughs> joined everyone else. Kept kept taking the blue pill, not the red pill. Yeah, but even like without watching, I knew I knew exactly what it was going to say. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm aware, I'm fully aware. Yeah. Of of the the state the world is in the. Yeah awful state the world is in the the doom that we're heading towards yeah if we don't if we don't change it's it's scary because you know i've got you know i've got, got kids, kids. You, you're hoping to yeah have kids and they'll have kids and it's not it's not this thing that's way off in the distance now this is these animals are becoming 30 extinct years now. yeah in our lifetime yeah it it's boiling it's the weird it climate change is happening now it is Hotter than it ever has been. Hot as arseholes in the shop today, for example. <laughs> yeah. It's bloody climate change in this shop. 30 degrees in September. Yeah. 30 degrees in February. Like, that's not... That's not how it's meant to be. 
And so there's this permanent reminders, and it means you could, it's really hard to enjoy anything because you, it's a nice sunny day, but at the back of my head, it's always like, well, brilliant, climate mm. change. Mm. <laughs> the planet's dying. Can't enjoy a nice sunny day anymore. Mm. Look at that hedgehog, might be the last one I ever see. Yeah, I fucking love hedgehogs. Mm. They're like actually my favourite animal. Oh. Saw, saw one in my, yeah. next to my park the other day. But it's fixable, that's the thing. It's like, but you have to. There needs to be will yeah. to fix it. To, and if it's not, it's like... needs to do more. Yeah. Buy more vintage clothes for a start, eh? <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> double, yeah. yeah. That'll help double. Mm. Anyway, so that's been a cheery... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 35 minutes. There you go. Oh, you might well slit your throat. Yeah. Slit your wrists listening to this. But that's the thing. I know that anybody who listens to this is on the, is on the right side of things. It's like we're preaching to the choir. Mm. to a degree you know it's it's like you say yeah it's your parents it's my my parents are good recyclers but yeah then they would never be vegetarian no or even it's too stuck in their ways yeah that's the thing but even if they were like creatures of habit those things even if you were like just going once a week we're not going to eat meat yeah make a difference if if everybody did that yeah if they launched like some kind of Vegetarian Mondays thing, mm. like like the government did, that yeah. would that would make a massive difference. Yeah, because then people would you get you then just get, that you one day get, you get, get dairy cow farm you get farmers complaining about it. Well, saying, of course you would. Well, yeah, but, and pe- the people who manufacture chicken, yeah, you know the kernel would be mad. But it's like you know, well, if you're going to buy it, buy it for UK based, for example. Yeah, I mean it isn't it just help. a thing. It's also it's like it's such a white, it's such a huge thing. It's like linked, like for example, we're probably pretty good as a you as a country versus China, for example. Like other countries have got a lot to answer for as well, you know. But we you know we're probably not as good as say Sweden. Yep. Swedes are like it's on the Danes. Yeah, Danes are good at everything. Costa Ricans. Oh yeah, they got a good policy. Yeah, but they're like governmental policies that like, yep. come in to come in play to. But that almost their... became a sort of tourist. Like they, I think they must have. That's a really good example because because yeah. of it, they've they've drawn yeah, more tourists than they ever have yeah. been. Because aren't they car- carbon neutral? Or, yeah. or they were aiming for yeah. to be. And they're really in, into the, their the whole wildlife thing. is thriving. Yeah, and it will come back. And they were probably like doing what everyone else is doing was like destroying their country. Yeah. For production, producing things like coffee, for example. Yep. And they're yeah, they've government policy and in place, and it's like enforced it, and they've seen the benefits of it because they've made money other ways in tourism. Yep. Can be done. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, if we have got time to talk about anything else? Well, I don't know. I was going to talk about soundcheck episode. I don't know if you. We were going to talk about what it's like to be in a soundcheck, but I. Well, I've made an extensive list of the things I like about soundchecks. <coughs> Nothing. <laughs> They're rubbish. Okay. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it. Why do you not like soundchecks? Oh, well, because they ultimately because they're pointless. You think they're pointless? Pretty much. You, yes, check everything works, but like line, ultimately, at the level we were at, a line check would have done the same job. Yeah. Because. Yes, you want to know that everything's working, but as far as sound, the whole point of it is to get the sound it never sounded, leveled, never right? sounded. And it never sounded the same as it did in Soundcheck. Because other bands came in. And other bands were... would mess with your stuff. The room would be... Different. Different, because there was people in it, if mm-hmm. you're lucky. <laughs> that didn't always happen. 
uh, and so it, it always felt pointless and there was a lot of uncomfortable aspects of it just the as a singer doing the whole uh, testing two, the mic one two one two, one, two, one two I found that I hated that that was one of the worst if I was writing the top five worst things about being a singer in a band, that'd be okay. up there. Yeah. Rubbish, in- uncomfortable. Especially because, number two, there'd normally be the support bands would be watching you sound check. Mm-hmm. And it's an uncomfortable process anyway. And then you've got people watching you do the uncomfortable mic check, the maybe you're running through a song to practice a song that is mm-hmm. you know not finished or whatever. You don't want to do that in front of people. Uh it's boring. You listen to the drummer smack his drums. So over why do and over you again. think bands do sound checks? <laughs> well, the point is, for, yeah, it's the so that when you come to do the gig, that it sounds as good as it can, right? You yeah. are checking the sounds so yeah. that it's like a re- rehearsal for the sound man. Yeah. So he knows what you're about. Yeah. Which to be later on, we would. The trick was we would write. I mean, it depended on the sound man, wouldn't it? Ultimately, yeah. some some wouldn't care, and we'd just be like, "Yeah, whatever." What, what? You'd be like, "Oh no, can we do? Could you just do this? Can we go for another chorus?" And you'd be like, "No, no, 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 no we've got to move on." Yeah. Some of them, you'd give them a list of like, right, this song. We were at, towards the end. We do were you like, think it's better for like professional big bands that when they've got their own sound touring engineer, it actually gives a shit, and it's all yes. like done on like in ear monitors and a digital, I suppose. Yes, that of course. You play in a different stadium every night or a different big big venue. They all have their different quirks, I imagine, and mm. it's important. Yeah. People have paid 20 quid for a ticket or... And the rest. rest. Bloody hell. Oh, yeah. Back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. 20 quid? Oh, it's fine. 50 quid to go and see Coldplay. Higher. <laughs> Probably 100 quid, isn't it, to see Coldplay now? Is it? Yeah. 80, 90 quid, 100 quid. <sighs> Even you wouldn't pay that, would you? No, I wouldn't. Mm. What, what do you think is reasonable for a... Stadium show. Who am I watching? Someone you really like. Coldplay. Uh, it's killers. Uh, uh, 50 quid? Yeah. 40 quid? 50 quid? I think 50 quid's not too bad. Because there's other bands on. It's alright if you're outside, yeah. like an outside festival thing. Can't make a day of it. Yeah, three or four bands. Yeah. Top bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pay 50 quid for that. Uh but yeah, I guess at their level, yeah, it's important mm-hmm. because you, yeah, people have paid upwards of fifty quid. Yeah, <laughs> they expect a good show, so it's got to sound good, and it still doesn't happen. Sometimes you go to gigs and the sound's not right. No, yeah, too bassy. Yep. Tell it, tell it locals. And also, I suppose when you're playing in a smaller circuit, there's no frigging room anywhere, and like every band's in it for themselves, right? So. No one's got any respect, so it's not like they're going, Oh, yeah, you're the main one, so we won't touch your stuff. Yeah, fuck you. Up it yeah. comes, out it comes, get out of the yeah. way. My big amp's gone in front of yours. My big gig, yeah. yeah. It's my, as important, my gig's yeah. as important. It's my yours. Special day. Yeah, and so it kind of like there isn't like kind of like meritocracy with like yeah. small gigs. That's right, yeah, yeah but it's right, isn't it? That's right, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah um, so it's almost like better just to play to sound to be on first, to sound check last, be on first, because then you is like as well, you then, left it. Yeah, then you get a closer yeah. version of the sound check sounding the same as the gig. Because they've they've left the sound as it was. Yeah. Yeah. They were better. Do you think that it's the the sound man, the venue sound man had a big part to play in what was happening? Or do you not think they're to blame? Mm. They give a shit. 
Yeah, that that's the key. How professional are they? How much do they care, or how much are they just phoning it in? Yeah, and like doing the bare minimum and just going, yeah, that Whatever. works. That works. Yeah, that's how you and you, you tell you knew because some venues would have the same soundman would be there every time we played. Like yeah. when we go back, yeah. you know, there's that guy in Bristol, and we'd always go back and he'd. To be fair to him, he would always get it sounding really good. Hmm. He knew that I wanted a load of sticking wet. Yeah. Reverb on my vocals. He remembered you. So it sounded like I was in a stadium. Yep. And he, he'd often record it, wouldn't he? And send yeah. us, and it, was, it sounded really good. Shame there was no one there to hear it, but that's. That's well, not his fault. That's not me. <laughs> yeah, we can't blame him for that. Yeah. He was a little Weasley guy with dreads, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yep. But he was one of the good ones. But they weren't all like that. Sometimes it was, yeah, just old, bald men who've probably. Bitter. Used, yeah, bitter old men who used to be mm. in bands, probably still are in bands, but. They assume every young band coming through is going to be shit and Does it cocky. annoy you when they don't make anything of the vocals? You know how many times you've been to a gig and you can't fucking hear the vocals? Yeah. It's like, what's the point? And I know it shouldn't be all... I'm not saying it's all about the vocals, but let's face it... It is. It is. <laughs> it is. The word, if I know you we've, we've had conversations words, with people before. If you Like Sam Eagle, he's like, you know, you was on about making it all part of everything. So, yeah, yeah but, a balance, but he's still... I've, I've seen his shows where I'd like like the vocals turn up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for me, get get those vocals cracked up. That would ruin a gig if I couldn't. Well, if that's what the main point of it is, right? It's like I always every time I've done sound for something here, it's been vocals first, and everything goes backwards from there. Yeah. As soon as the, as soon as the drums start, hmm. pounding like the thunder. Over the like, you can't hear the vocals over the drums. Like something's yeah, something's not right. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yeah. It should be vocals. And that's the song. That's, that's the when you, Every time you go to a big gig, you always hear the vocals perfectly because yeah. that's the kind of built around that. Yeah. That's how it should be. Mm. And yeah, so there, there were bad ones and good ones. And you, you know, yeah. we experienced both kinds. Yeah. What? How did you feel? Do you enjoy any aspect of? No, I didn't mind them. I mean, I, I just I always saw it as like just part of the job. So it's like go and get mm. it done, do it. Don't you know? Because, for example, I know we spoke before, like you, and, um, Fran, from the last episode last week, saying that you would clap someone or whatever. <laughs> but I'd just be like, "You're not here. Yeah. I'm not here to perform for you, lot. I'm here mm. to. I'm here to do my job." And then I'll be performing later. And it's like you wouldn't. I wouldn't expect people to kind of. I wouldn't expect people to clap us, going, "Oh, how good you are!" Because it's just part of the job. Like, mm. don't imagine we would have stood there when we, went to, when we played with Embrace. We were still up clapping during the sound check. Just, just you're just getting your job done. It's kind yeah. of how I'd see it. I felt like it was almost because that's your sort of your peers. Yeah. If you got a clap inside, it was almost like a validation. Oh yeah, we are, we are good. Yeah. I think uh, that's just a psychological problem with me. I need constant validation. Yeah. You, you obviously are stronger. Well, that, yeah, I never felt like that. I was just like, yeah, whatever. That's yeah, that's just how I saw it. And I suppose that competitiveness, like, yeah, yeah, yeah we are good. And you'd be like, if if the other band was sounding and they were good, you're a bit like. Mm. Would you? You'd feel yeah, like that? There's an element of competition. Which, yeah, I, know, I, I don't like that I felt like that, but I, if I'm being completely mm. honest, that is how I felt. Even in but, gigs at the end, when it's like your own gig and you're like... Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want the support bands to be too good. Yeah. <laughs> Blow you off stage. Sadly. Mm. That's how I felt. Mm. But yeah. it's, you know, that's how it's meant, it's meant to sort of be a build to the main... The main, the main event, which is why it's, it's why it's always gets messy when you've got like gigs and like the main band are on middle or something yeah. because they've got people coming or something. Yeah, exactly. 
It's like oh, or they've really, got to go. They've got to piss off to a party, yeah, so they go all second. fucking messy. Like yeah. when it comes to small gigs and that sort of stuff. It's annoying. Isn't it? That's why I think that when we do the stuff here, I feel like we get it right because you don't over don't over subscribe the bands. Don't put too many bands on mm-hmm. because it's just too messy. Yep. It's too complicated. It's don't overstay your welcome. Make sure the vocals come through, and if you have to, you sacrifice stripping back because it doesn't. It's never once as it. In a gig like this, we've done here, has it made it feel shit? No, because the it's, song's it's more important made it, than than the racket. Yeah, and it's actually a fact. There's still been so much energy in the room, yeah. even if the drums are like being stripped back a little bit. Or you can, you know, I think you, bands. Well, I like to think bands when they play here like that aspect of it. That mm-hmm. it is kind of, I know that state of millennia because that was yeah. the first time they'd done that. Was yeah. played like that acoustically. Yeah, and the song sounded good, and you could, you know, yeah. I bet it was good for the singers to yeah. to hear themselves, hear themselves yeah. like that. And I, I would sound check here, and mainly it was to make sure like I get the vocals loud enough, mm-hmm. and that the drums wasn't going to go out of the thunder, because then you'd have to change it all up. Because we only got a small PA, change it for the next band. That's why I always quite like the fact that you have an acoustic act rather than two bands, because yeah. it kind of it's easier to kind of keep a lid on it, or keep control. I'll tell you what I would like about sound checks is that if it was good sound and you were getting a good mix for your monitor yeah. and you had effects effects on my vocals or whatever. Yeah. And you'd play a song, and it would sound proper. Yeah, it Big. would sound how you wanted it to sound. Yeah, and it was like a fun practice, I guess. Yeah, because we put practice in so many shitholes where you yeah. couldn't actually hear. Because it is good when you can have the drums like, like yeah, or, yeah. Like when we were playing bigger stages, and you know, drum you had to have drums actually yeah. come through the yeah. monitors because yeah. the drummer was yeah ten meters behind you or whatever. Yeah. That it was. It took some getting used to, but when you, you did have that, like you remember when we played at the Kentish Town Forum. Yeah. And again, no one there. Not the point. <laughs> not the point. But the sound was like exactly how you wanted it to sound. It's almost like that's what we were meant. We were meant to be playing those kind empty of venues, venues. <laughs> empty, cavernous, big-sounding venues. Because that was the music we were writing. It mm. was sort of made for yeah. made for big venues. Yeah, it's always difficult when you're playing. Like it's almost like we should have gone. We should have had a policy where it's like to like. If it's really small venue, we should have had a tailored a tailored plan B policy yeah. rather than just go for it because it was just a racket. We should have been. Yeah. I don't ever wouldn't have liked that particularly. I don't think with the drums, but it would have. It could have made it better. Probably, yeah. But it was not on those rare occasions where it did sound exactly how you wanted it to yeah. sound. It was a real pleasure, wasn't it? Yeah, always remember that gig. And at, during soundcheck, you didn't know that there's all that expectation as well you don't know that it's going to be shit at that yeah. point yeah <laughs> you think wow this sounds great if people come this is, they're going to love this yeah and the few people that did come did love it I remember <clears throat> but yeah what is oh that's your guitar making my coughs oh resonate oh, uh, oh it's uh, repeated dry cough <coughs> oh, yeah uh, I can hear it um do you think do you think it's weird the order where you do it like kick snare that sort of stuff it's like drums first and then it's like bass guitar then it's like guitar then it's like put your keyboards through or whatever then it's is like it, vocals is that the way that they're trained to do it they just build it up I from know, the bottom really sure. they yeah. must be but you not do any sound like engineering type no. parts in your course no yeah I mean they all, literally all of them do it so that must be how, how they do it yeah. how you build up the sound but yeah yeah, it was annoying because it was so monotonous. Like, yeah, just kick. Um, um, um. Yeah, and he's sometimes you you probably had a hangover and you were sort of really sort of half trying to go to sleep maybe. It's like 
Full kit, please. Yep. Bass, please. Right, here we go. Boom, 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 boom. Your bass would always have that clacky, clacky sound, like his strings hitting his. Yeah, his thump, because he's like. You like you slapped it rather than picked it yeah. when you played. Yeah. So it made a. Yeah. So when you played with it, when you put, you had a plectrum. Yeah. Preferred him with a plectrum. Me too. But yeah, so that that always annoyed me. And then you, yeah, you you get up there, make a racket. Yeah. Well, in the old. Quite in, loud. What's the quiet sound? Your loudest sound. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. And then in my keyboard days, it was like, oh yeah, what's your loudest patch going to yeah. be? And it's always well too loud. Yeah. And then the quiet, and then the, the quiet piano ones you yeah. can hear. And the yeah. Rubbish. So you can never get keyboards right. No. Well, not yeah, not many. Never, never right in the mix. Was never high enough in the mix. Yeah, rubbish. Mostly rubbish. Sound checks to sum up. And they're always at an inconvenient time, right? Four o'clock, five o'clock. So yeah. if you're working, it's like you having to leave early. Yeah, and they always run late. Always run late. No one would ever no start them on time. The headline band, if you weren't the headline band, would always go on too long. And so if you were the support band, you're told to turn up at five. But you wouldn't sound check until Half ten seven. minutes before you'd go yeah. on. Rubbish. And you'd miss dinner time. And then you didn't have t- enough time to get into your gig wear. Or you'd have yeah, you'd have five minutes. Yeah. Like Barrowlands, we were straight yeah. off the stage. Yeah. Went for a wee. Yeah. Right, you're on stage. Yeah. It was like that, wasn't it? Although that might have yeah, probably we'd have time to work ourselves up into a sometimes that was a good thing. Might have, time well, to get have to wait fucking ages because that's what if you sound check first you're finishing and then you've got an absolute age to wait before you're actually playing yeah well boring that was rubbish too yeah. yeah so would you like to go off out and walk around or would you stay there because i used to, at first you did then it was in the end it was like just stay here well because i was struggle with nerves i could if wherever i went i wasn't enjoying myself was by by the time you've done sound check i could never enjoy my food in between sound check and because i was nervous and so I just wanted to get it over with. That's why it's better. That that's why we should have just always gone on first. Yeah. Whatever, just play on. I think we're doing better. Better off. Mm. Get it done. Get it again. Then but you then can get pissed you, after. Yeah. But then, then you're going, oh, no one's here for us. Yeah. And you haven't got pissed enough to perform, maybe. Middle. I, I found like middle was the best, but. Then you you know. The first band on to put their stuff in front of you. So mm. you can't win with all it. We're making being in a band sound rubbish. But you, you know, I can't imagine there's many people who enjoy sa- the the art of sound checking. Yeah. Mm. Let us know. There might there might be people who really enjoy uh, sound engineer types might really enjoy the enjoy it. My new shy. Oh, we should actually get a sound engineer on to talk about it. Yeah. To find out what they, that'd be we, interesting. Why they do it the way they do it. And yeah. What do they are tips, they, do they give a tips. shit? Are they actually kind of going through the motions, or is it? Is it or are the bands that they love and they think I'm going to make? I've really loved this. I'm going to make it good, or is this absolute fucking guff? I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't I can't save this? It yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter what I do to them. The mm. shit. Because I always wanted to know, like, what, what do you when I'm doing the checking the vocal? What do you want me to do? Because mm. I was always just sing. <laughs> yeah, give it some. Yeah. But is that what you want? Do you want me to just say one two? Or would you rather I sang like I'm going to sing in the gig? Surely mm. that's should be the. Mm. I don't know, but they would never say, "Can you do this?" It would just whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, every, every time you did that, they're going fucking dick. <laughs> I thought that's what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were a showboater. 
Probably. Because mm. Helen would do it as well. Yeah. And Rafa would go, oh, big God. <laughs> He's like, we were playing with Embrace and like when Rafa's sound checking, our Rick, our mate Rick went, cheer up Rafa, you're not a funeral. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that was... When Cameron was in Egypt's land, let my Cameron go. Yeah. But that was his vocal style. He was quite a yeah. morose delivery. Sometimes his voice sounds like Chris Martin's though. Well, you said it ever so. I've never heard it myself. You don't notice that? I never. think there's something about his like... Tombra. Rattly sinuses. His tombra, yeah. Hmm. It's got a Martinez quality to him, sometimes. Listen out for it. Yeah. Hmm. I, I just think you don't want to admit that Raph's voice sounds like one of the. No, I've never, I've never like. heard it, but I've, I've heard people say that before. Yeah. No, I've, I've heard it. It's my voice. When we used to sound check, I used to do vocals. Yeah, and then I'd be like, and then uh, fucking never heard him doing a gig, probably because <laughs> you lot fucking turn them down. Hmm. Hmm. Your arse is how far. Yeah, I don't know why I bother, do you? I didn't in the end. No point. Yeah, you quit the vocal life, didn't you? Yeah, there's no point, was there? Get getting turned down. Yeah, but some some of your vocals were yeah. key to the song. Fans of Kate, fans of Kate times, they were more they were more prominent, prom, more key to like parts and stuff, weren't they? We could do we could do a whole po- podcast on backing vocals. Yeah, because to me, as we once wrote a song, it's all about the backing vocals. Yeah. Yeah. they can make or break a song. We should, we should do one, like, yeah, good back, like songs with good backing yeah. vocals. Yeah, top ten. Yeah. But yeah and like, like particularly good backing vocalists. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Coxon. Coxon, Mike Mills from R.E.M. Mm. Note to self then, yeah, backing vocal episode, and we'll do, we'll try and find a sound engineer. Yeah. To get okay, on. Okay, there you go, we've got two. Live, live engineer. Lovely. We must be able to find one around here. Yeah. Did you see Kodera? Did I tell you Kodera? Mm-hmm. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. You should just get whoever they yeah. use, because, you know, good like guys. Small, yeah, small, like a smaller venue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, what's the worst band that's ever turned up? <laughs> name and, name <laughs> and shame. That would be fun. Whether or not they, they, whether or not they, yeah, they, yeah, whether or not, yeah, they take it seriously or not when they're yeah. doing it. I'm not, not sure they all say I'm doing do a shit job. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very unprofessional, wouldn't mm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it will be. Uh, Lovely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we were going to finish by doing a little little bit of music, weren't we? Yeah, so let's close with a song. We're going to close with Steve's song for the week. Yeah. If Steve's computer will tell us the chords. Oh, don't let them know that I'm actually looking the chords out. Just maybe we just work this out for the, for the show. So, I know... Play Michael Jackson's songs. I feel like we've been really proper mo- morose. Morose this episode. It's been. It's been. Well, I think when you talk for half an hour about the world ending, it's hard to then yeah. <laughs> pick it back up. Yeah. But look, it's all- not always going to be this. If you listen to it regularly, you know it's not. But yeah, the world is a beautiful place and worth fighting for. Yeah. Yeah. Heal it. Heal the world. Hit it. the world make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race there are people dying if we care enough for the living make it a better place for you and for me say it with me Steve 
heal the world, make it a better place for you and for me and the anti-human race. Ah, there are people dying if we care enough for the living, make it a better place for you and for me. Heal the world, eh? Yeah, yeah we're just, not, just do your bit. Yeah, I feel like we're not be we're not we're not normally this miserable. It's just been one of those days, I think, where like sad stuff's happened. Yeah, can't always be happy, I guess, isn't it? Hmm. And we spoke about a crap subject of being a band. It'd be you know you can't make jokes about soundcheck. some stuff. Sound fucking soundcheck is so deadly serious. <laughs> I would never mock the soundcheck. Yeah. What do, what did he say to you today that we should be more positive? <laughs> More confident. More confident. Yeah, and some feedback. Feedback. Should be more uh, confident in our message yeah. and how, how we carry ourselves. Yeah. I told him to fuck off. 